Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simon Lamed Beis. We are in the middle of Sif Lamed Vav. We are up to our third shear on Sif Lamed Vav. We'll get a running start discussing what we were saying in the beginning of Sif Lamed Vav and we'll finish it up in Mitzvah tonight. We're going to pick up with the new material on page Nun Beis, the second line, the page before 104. The Mechaber told us in the beginning of Sif Lamed Vav that the Dalit Parshios that we put into the tefillin, they should be made psuchos, chutzmi parsha chrona haksuva batora, which is v'hayoyim shamoa. Meaning the first three, three should be parsha psuchos, the last one v'hayoyim shamoa should be a parsha stuma. And we said in the Mechaber, if you change its puzzle, the Ramah told us there are those who are machshi if you do all of them psuchos. And then he said in our Medinos, the minig is actually to make them all psuchos. And then the Mechaber picked up on the end of page 102 and told us, Therefore the Minag is, Therefore these three parshios all start in the beginning of the top line of their column. The bottom of the end of those parshios will leave off blank space that can fit nine letters. But at the end of Pasha Shema, which is leading into afterwards, which has to be a stuma, we do not leave blank spaces. And if we did leave blank spaces, it should be blank spaces that takes up an area of less than nine letters. And now we pick up with the new material, the Machaber continues and says, And the last Pasha, at least in the Rashi Tefillin, of Ahoyah Im Shamoa, we start in the middle of the top line, And we leave over blank space in the beginning of that line, enough room to fit nine letters. Vinimtza. What turns out if we follow everything the Shulchan Aruch is telling us, Sheshlosha Parshios Heim Psuchos Bein Laharambam Bein Laharosh. The first three Parshios would be Psuchos according to both Shitas, the Rambam and the Rosh, and that's because there are nine spaces left in the last line of the Parsha before, and this Parsha starts in the beginning of the top line, so that makes it a Parsha Psucho, both of the Rambam and the Rosh. And the last Parsha of Ahayim Shamoa will end up being a Parsha Stuma Lefi the Rambam. We explained last night already that you can't make a parsha, a real Parsha Stuma Lefi the Rosh, because according to the Rosh, a Parsha Stuma is you end the Parsha in the beginning of the line, and then you have nine blank spaces, and then you start the next Parsha on the next line. By Tefillin, where we have each Parsha in its own column, it's not possible to make it a Parsha Stuma according to the Rosh. So according to the Shulchan Aruch, we do our best. We do the first three as Parsha Psuchos according to every Shita. And the last one that we have to do a Parsha Stuma, we satisfy the Shita of the Rambam, which is the best we can do. We had the Ramah that told us that the Minog is to make the last Parsha also a Psucha, because B'dyeva, that really is okay. And since you can't satisfy all Shitas by making it a Stuma, so we rely on that B'dyeva, and the Minog evolved to make all four Lufida Ramah into Parsha Psuchos. And now we pick up in the Mishabura on page 104 in Sivkoton Kuf Samech Dalid. 
It's really going on the last point that the Shulchan Aruch just told us, that the last parsha of Ahoyim Shamoa ends up being a stuma ladas harambam. Again, the way the Mechaber told us we do Ahoyim Shamoa is we start it in the middle of the top line. That way we have satisfied the shita of the Rambam of a parsha stuma, which is that you start writing the parsha in the middle of the line or at the end of the line and you leave space before. So we satisfied at least the shita of the Rambam. And the Mishabura says, Even though according to the Rosh, what we are doing in the Hoya Im Shamoa is not a stuma, it's actually a parsha psucha lefi the Rosh. Still we do it this way. As we just spoke out before, it's impossible by Tfilin to make a parsha stuma that will satisfy all shittas. Because the stuma that we are normally knowing to make in a Sefer Torah, the Hainu Shemesayim HaParsha Shelefanea Be'emtza Shita, that you finish up the parsha before in the middle of a line, umasik kedei tes osios, and you leave nine blank spaces in the middle of the line. V'yachakach masvil aparsha shacharehu gam came osashita, and we start the new parsha on that very same line after the nine blank spaces. V'hi nikre stuma aliba de kuliyama. That is a parsha stuma according to everyone. The stuma milfaner umlacharei. It's closed up in the beginning and the end. One parsha ends on that line. One parsha starts on that line. V'efsher la sosa po batfilin. And obviously, it is impossible to do this by the parshas of tefillin. The chol parsha who baomer acher, because each parsha is written in its own column, so you can't satisfy all shitas of a parsha stuma. And therefore, we at least. Follow the shita of the Rambam. V'chein in Yitzchol laniach shita achas cholok betchilas parsha v'hayim shemoa. And so too, if a person wants to leave over one blank line in the beginning of the parsha v'hayim shemoa, ula haschila beroshita shnia, and he wants to start writing the parsha v'hayim shemoa in the second line, and that would actually satisfy the shita of the rush in a parsha stuma. Because if you remember in the introduction that we gave. The rush holds there's two ways to make a parsha stuma. One is the way that we've been discussing till now, which is one parsha ending in the beginning of the line, the new parsha starting on the end of the line and having nine spaces in the middle. The other eights of the rush gave us is you leave a blank line in the beginning of the parsha and then you start the line afterwards. So if you want to try to do that, says the Mishabura, if you want to do the other eights of the rush, to make the parsha of Ahoyahim Shamo into a stuma by leaving a blank line in the beginning of the parsha, Ulaschila Biroshita Shnia, and to start the parsha of Ahoyahim Shamo in the second line, Zegamkein Einena Stuma Lukuyama, that's also not going to satisfy all Shitos, the Hirak Laharosh Vilola Harambam. Then you'll only be satisfying the Shita of the Rosh in what a stuma is, and not the Shita of the Rambam, Dili Didehi Psucha, because according to the Rambam, that exact case would be. Since it's impossible to satisfy and fill in both the sheet of the Rosh and the Rambam, so Nogu Ka Rambam. Our Minog is like the Rambam. That is the Iker Shita, the Shita of the Rambam. Even in the Sefer Torah, if you're not able to satisfy all Shitas, Kemosha Kasa, Biyaradeya, Simon, Ayin Reishay. And now we're going to have a new Eitzah that the Taz is going to give us of how we can make it a stuma possibly according to both the Rosh and the Rambam.
The Taz offers an Eitzah to make the Pasha of Hoyam Shemo into a Stuma. This way you can be able to say all Shittas. The Hainu, that is, Sheba Pasha Rishona Ushnia Yasa Kol Kemosha Kasub Shulchanaruch. The first two Pashas you'll do as we discussed earlier in the Machaber, because they need to be Pasha Psucha. Rakshaba Pasha Shma. In the third parsha of Shema, Basofa, at the end of the parsha, which is right before Vahayim Shamoa, Yaniach Revach Pachos Michdei Tes Osios Katanos. You will leave over space at the end of the parsha, but less than nine blank spaces, less than the area that could fit in nine small letters. Vichen Yaniach Revach Pachos Mites Osios Katanos Betchilas Parshas Vahayim Shamoa. Besides leaving over less than nine blank spaces on the last line of the Pasha of Shema, you'll also leave over on the top line of the Pasha of Hayim Shamoa blank spaces also of less than nine letters. The Al Yudezeh, through doing this, She'ein la tes osios b'makom echa, that you don't have nine letters worth in either place, Ki'im Al Yudezeh, only through combining the two lines together, he nikre stuma lukul That's considered a pasha stuma according to everyone. And if we just review the shitas of psucha, according to each shita, we'll see it's not a psucha according to anyone. According to the Rambam, a pasha psucha is you start in the, in the, in the beginning of the line, and you leave over nine spaces on the end of the line before, or you leave over a whole blank line before it. So according to the Rambam, this Eitzah, leaving over less than nine before, less than nine over here, would not be a psucha, therefore it would be considered a stuma. And according to the Rush, a Pasha psucha is leaving over nine, a space of nine letters in the beginning of the line, and then you start writing in the middle of the line, or you leave over nine letters at the end of the line before, and you start in the beginning of the line, but it always has to be nine letters. So the eights of the Taz of leaving less than nine letters at the end of Pasha Shema, less than nine letters space blank in the beginning of Pasha Zvayim Shamua, that satisfies making it a Pasha Stuma, both of the Rambam and the Rosh. V'chein koso b'tshuvas haramami pano, u'bebir hagro, so the Ramah and the Bir Agro write the same thing. And the Primigodim is mashma that he was known to do this as well. Vida. You should know the Bidyevid Afilu M Shir Revah Kites Osios Gedolos Mikoltsad Gamken Kosher. So again the eighth of the Taz is less than nine letters worth of space at the end of the Parsha before, less than nine letters of space in the beginning of the new Parsha. But Bidyevid says the Mishabura, even if you left over space for nine letters that are large, both at the end of the parsha before, on the bottom line before, and the top line over here, it's still going to be kosher. Why? Because according to the Rambam, you have still made it a parsha stuma. And according to the Rosh, it's a psucha. And we wrote earlier, in Sivkoton Kuf Nun Ches B'Shem Na'achronim, the Eskimu La'alocha Kayesh Machshirim Hanal, that they're masking La'alocha, like the Yesh Machshirim, that you could make, a parsha psucha out of Ahoyahim Shamoa, and therefore, if the Rush is a parsha psucha, that's going to be okay. There are some gedolim that were no way to do this. Either way you go, whichever shita you follow, it is fine. What I'd like to do now is to read one note, 
summarize the three shitas and then address Akasha that I was bothered by that I looked into about Pasha's Vayechi that we discussed a little bit after the share last night. And that is in note 194 when he's going on the eights of the Taz. Again, the eights of the Taz is leave over less than nine letters worth of space at the end of Pasha Shema. Leave over less than nine letters worth of space in the beginning of the Hayam Shemua and that makes it a Pasha Stuma according to everyone. Note 194 explains the Hainu Shehusover he holds he holds that you're able to combine the nine letters on two lines. And that will help even the sheet of the rush. Hasover who holds shekeshemeniach revach b'shir tes osios. So when you leave over a space of nine letters, b'tchilas hashit in the beginning of the line, o b'sof hashit l'shavanea, or at the end of the line before nechsheves kapashes psucha, that becomes a parsha psucha. Mikomakom kol ze dafko g'shay revach u'bemakom echad. That's only true if the space is in one area. It's on one of the lines. Aval imshir teisha osios mitzarif mirevachim shebishte. But again, if the space of nine letters is only by joining together the space that you have on two different lines, that makes it lefi the rush. In the Taz understanding of the rush, that makes it into a parsha stuma. The reason is since you don't have a space of nine letters worth in one place, it's no longer considered a parsha psucha. That is the hesber of the Taz and the rush. Just to summarize the three possible shitas, we have the sheet of the Mechaber that says you should follow the sheet of the Rambam. You have the Ramah that says just make the Hoyoim Shemo into a Pasha Psucha. And then you have the eights of the Taz. I'd like to summarize the three shitas. So according to the Mechaber, the Pasha Shema should be written fully till the end of the last line, regular. And then the Hoyoim Shemo should start with a space of nine letters in the beginning. That makes it a Pasha Stuma, Lefi the Shita of the Rambam, even though you're not getting the Rush, at least you're getting the Rambam. Eitzah number two is the Ramah who says, since you can't get everyone, we can follow the Minog that's relying on the Bidyevet, that you can make it a Pasha Psucha. And the way you make it a Pasha Psucha is like all the other Pashas that we discussed, the end of the Pasha before, at the end of Pasha Shema, you'll leave over the space of nine letters. And you'll start in the beginning of the top line. That would make it a Pasha Psucha according to everyone, which is what the Ramah says is our Minog. And the third Eitzah that we've been discussing tonight is the Eitzah of the Taz, which is leave over less than nine letters worth at the end of Pasha Shema, leave over less than nine letters worth in the beginning of the top line of Pasha's Vayim Shemoa, and those two will not combine, and therefore it makes it into a Stuma according to everyone, and certainly it doesn't make it a Pasha Psucha, and therefore it would be okay. We discussed last night at the end of this year uh, the famous Rashi in the beginning of Pasha's Vayechi we discussed how in Vayechi there's really only one little letter worth of space between the end of Pasha's Vayigash and the beginning of Pasha's Vayechi and Rashi over there says why is this Pasha Pasha Stuma whatever Rashi says so I looked up to Mepharshim that they all asked the Kasha the Gurariye all the Mepharshim Rashi Asked that this is not a regular Pasha Psucha or Pasha Stuma. Rashi is saying, why is it a Pasha Stuma? We just discussed the sugi of Pasha Psucha, Pasha Stuma. A Pasha Stuma is not having one little space. It always has to have nine spaces. According to the Rambam, you start writing it 
in the middle of the line or at the end of the line with a lot of space before. According to the rush, you finish one parsha, leave nine spaces, start the next parsha, or you leave a blank line. So we're not really making parshas vayichi in the Sefer Torah, parshas tumah according to anyone. So the Gurari asks this kasha and he explains that that's gufu we're asking because there are many parshas in the Torah that are parshas tumah. We're not asking why is this a parshas tumah. Rashi is saying, why is this more sosum than all other parshios? Meaning, why is it more closed up than even a regular parsha stuma? That's what Rashi is bothered. That's how the Mepharshim all learned the kasha of Rashi. It's not why is it a parsha stuma? Because then we'd have the kasha all over the Chumash. There are many parsha stumas. We don't explain everyone why it's a parsha stuma. Here it's more sosum than a parsha stuma. So why is this parsha written sosum in such a way that it's unlike every other parsha stuma in the Torah? And therefore Rashi goes ahead and gives us the reason. From the Golos, the Sheba that was about to start, we will stop here and Amir Hashem tomorrow we'll begin the new Sif, Sif Lamed Zayin. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Mara McClellan's on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at ShasIlluminated.org. <laughs>